Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on WYRZ. Good evening and welcome to Central Indiana Today on WYRZ. You have Nicole Kendall here with you this evening and this program is all about positive people and positive things taking place around Central Indiana. And tonight's guests include John Milan from Hope Healthcare Services. We'll be talking about the healthcare options that are available to Hendricks County residents who may feel that they have limited options available for healthcare. And I'll also be talking with Jennifer Davies of the Avon Outdoor Learning Center. She's part of an important program with the Avon School Corporation, which allows children to have positive outdoor experiences. First up, I'll be speaking with John, and here's how that conversation went. Nicole Kendall for Central Indiana Today, and I have John Milan here with me, and we will talk today about his work as the Executive Director of Hope Healthcare Services. Good afternoon, John. Good afternoon, Nicole. Thank you so much for joining me. I I know that you have good news in healthcare, and I like to spread good news on Central Indiana Today, so I thought you'd be a great guest to come in and talk about what's going on uh, and what the mission truly is of Hope Healthcare Services, right? Right here in Hendricks County. Tell me a little bit about what you offer. No, I appreciate that. And we do have some good news. Um, it's time for some good news in healthcare. It's right? sure. It's time for good news in a lot of parts in our world, right? That's exactly right. Uh, the mission statement is, it says, Hope Healthcare Services contributes to the health and spiritual well-being of those in need for the glory of Christ and the advancement of his kingdom. So what that really means is we don't have all the answers in healthcare. We're a very small part of the healthcare community here in, in uh, Avon, and, and we're located in Avon, but um, on the west side of Indianapolis. Um, and certainly, uh, there are people falling through the cracks of the healthcare system. So, I guess simply stated, we're trying to catch those people that are falling through the cracks. And so, you service those who may not have healthcare? Is that, I mean, they, they don't have any insurance to go to a, a normal hospital or doctor's office? You offer a unique offering for those folks. No, that's exactly right. Our criteria for service are really just twofold. Number one, you don't live in Marion County. And number two, you have no health insurance of any kind, no Medicare, no Medicaid, no private insurance. Um, And on the Marion County restriction, we love Marion County people. I actually live in Marion County. So So you understand where they're coming from. I love Marion County people. Right. But Marion County does have some resources that are exclusive for Marion County residents. Sure, they have Eskenazi that. So hospital and sure. things like that. So we don't say, what we really do is if a Marion County person calls us, we direct them to the resources that are appropriate to them. That makes sense. You refer them back to where they could have help a little closer to their home. Absolutely. Well, that certainly makes sense. So it sounds like those are the really only two qualifications that uh, someone would need to fall under in order to, to be able to 
receive services from Hope. Is that correct? No, that's exactly right, including... Um, you know, we've seen, let's say, a missionary or, or, or someone's uh, parents that are visiting from overseas that obviously don't have U.S. Um, health insurance. So they can be from anywhere in the world, just not Marion County, and they don't have insurance of any kind, health insurance of any kind. Okay, makes sense. Now, I understand you have two different care services that you are working on. One's already underway, and one is going to take place. Now, it hasn't launched yet, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But tell us uh, about your community care services. Well, community care services are what we've always done. The organization started in 2005, and we work with all volunteer practitioners. We have four staff members, two full-time, two part-time, and over 100 volunteers. So the volunteers are doctors, dentists, nurses, nurse practitioners, dental assistants, and and many other roles. Um, But they are the ones that treat the patients. Um, They're volunteers that come in, again, on their day off or after their shift, and uh, provide the services that they're licensed for um, for a nominal fee. Very good. That sounds great. It's so nice. We have such great people in Hendricks County who are willing to volunteer their time after their shift is over to come and do this. Oh, it's incredible. uh, These are incredible people who who give on a, most on a one shift per month basis. Some do more, um, some less, but uh, just consistently month in and month out. show up, see patients, do it with a smile on their face. They do it when their kid might be sick. They do it when, you know, they might not be feeling well. Right. But uh, tremendously giving people. So I'm guessing that you are finding your volunteers from the healthcare world, from the different hospitals right here in Hendricks County. They probably all work together, even though they're coming from different uh, establishments. Um, they do. And hospitals, in, including some private practices, American Health Network, and um, yeah, just uh, the dentists, mostly out private business owners um, working from their own office and coming to us on their day off or after work. Well, how nice of them that they do that. Now, I understand you have a program that's not launched yet, and it's going to be called Direct Primary Care Services. Let us know a little bit about that. Well, Direct Primary Care has been around for a little while. We, uh, through some research, um, found the idea. And really, our goal there is, although we have a number of volunteers, most volunteer a three-hour shift. So we're probably using our building 25% of its actual capacity. Well, there's a, still a, a large need in Hendricks County alone. There's 19,000 uninsured adults. At least that's the last official estimate that I saw. Mm-hmm. And with 19,000, we're not seeing 19,000. Right. So our goal would be to have a staff physician there at the clinic. Again, not in any way, shape, or form to eliminate or somehow move to the side what we're doing on the volunteer community care side. Mm -hmm. In fact, we hope that it augments it and increases it. But to have a staff physician would allow us to fill those hours and see more people. And direct primary care is a way that operates outside of insurance. So that wasn't a different model for us. It also allows for longer visits. The average direct primary care visit is 30 to 45 minutes. So as a ministry, you you can go beyond maybe just the symptoms into some of the causes as well. That's so important, isn't it? It really is. Because I know when I go to a primary care visit, that 30 minutes goes pretty fast. If you have multiple issues and you really need some help, that takes a considerable amount of time. That's exactly right. And so the idea is that there is time. Most direct primary care practices have about 600 to 1,000 patients. And a typical fee-for-service insurance model will have two to 3,000 patients per physician. 
So obviously the difference is right there. You can, you can see that there's more time involved. And part of that time comes from not having to fill out insurance paperwork. Right. That can be very <laughs> timely, right? That takes away your time from, from your doctor sometimes. I understand that. I've been there, done that. I can, I can relate to that problem. I think we all have. I think so. Now, how if people are listening right now and they say, you know, I really think my grandfather would qualify, my mom or dad, or maybe myself, I think I qualify for these services. How can people apply to uh, take part in what Hope Healthcare Services is doing? Well, the current model with the community care model, all of our patient forms are online, uh, but they'll need to come into the clinic and bring us um, oh, a, a photo ID, also some type of proof of address to show that you don't live in Marion County. Sure. Um, again, if you are in Marion County, I encourage you to call us. We will direct you to the resources available to you. Um, then um, bring a pay stub. Most people, if they have private insurance, it shows up on their pay stub. Um, or we can look at their pay stub and say, you're not buying private insurance. <laughs> right. You can tell if oh, they yeah. are or not. Yes. Yeah. And so um, once it, fill out some simple paperwork, um, we're open Monday through Thursday, one to five. We're open many more hours than that, but we commit to being there Monday through Thursday, one to five, where we answer the phone and where you can walk in, fill out that paperwork and then get you enrolled and we'll get you an appointment and get started. Sounds pretty easy. It really is. Now, I want to hear a little more background information about how did, how did this organization begin here in Hendricks County? What well, predates me, but I was a member at Kingsway Christian Church when it started. It was started um, from the church uh, as, again, just a kind of a free gift to the community. And I thought at the time, this is the greatest thing Kingsway's ever done, in my opinion. There may be others that have a different opinion. Because it was this free gift to the community. It wasn't about mm-hmm. Kingsway church members getting discounted health care. It was for the uninsured people that were falling through the cracks. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I was very excited about it. Now, that started around, oh, 2004, the organization actually incorporated. By June of 2005, they found a location, opened the doors, and began seeing patients. So you've been around for a while now, and it's so great to hear that you're expanding off into a direct primary care role as well. So it sounds like you have a lot of services. Now, I want to make sure I'm very specific here. It's not just health care as in medical, but you also offer dental. Is that correct? Absolutely. And dental care may be a bigger need than medical care. Um, When you think about it, you can go to the ER with most medical concerns. If you go to the ER with a dental concern, if you've got an infection, they can give you something for that. Right. You know, reduce the pain. But they're not going to crown your tooth. Right. They can't do much else for you, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So um, that's a huge need. And when you think about dental pain, oh, my goodness, Um, you know, it it can many times emergent and and can lead to other health issues. So dental care is huge. We also have uh, some mental health um, services, some mental health counseling. Um, And then, again, what we call spiritual care which for lack of a better word is just many times it's listening, mm-hmm. which is a huge ministry and then offering to pray with people. Uh, but you know, the good news also is kind of a play on words as well. We certainly believe in the good news of Jesus Christ and, and the, the workers that come, um, they do sign a statement of faith Our volunteers, um, not students, but volunteers do. Um, so they're there for that reason, for our mission, which is just demonstrate the love of Christ. It's done unconditionally, but it's done, um, with joy. Uh, and again, um, so a person doesn't need to be a Christian to be a patient. Sure. But uh, the volunteers are there for, um, again, for a mission beyond just healthcare. Well, it sounds like a well-rounded organization. If you have a need, you can probably <laughs> fill it. Now, you've mentioned so many great things that you offer there at Hope Healthcare Services. What if someone comes in 
And I'm just curious here, if someone comes in and they they need um, an orthotic or they need an item that maybe you wouldn't normally have and it could be quite expensive, is there a way that those patients are helped as far as any kind of equipment that may help them to get onto a better path of health? It certainly depends on the individual situation. Um, we do have specialists that uh, work at the clinic, but they're limited on what they can do at the clinic mm-hmm. by our equipment and our, our facility. But... Um, no, that's a great question. Really, I always tell people we do four things, medical care, dental care, spiritual care, but the fourth one is connection to other resources. So that could be something like a, a great Hendricks County organization, Habit of the Heart, for example, which can step in and help fill that need beyond what we can uh, provide, but can help with the cost of that. So you well, know people is what we, you're telling me. Well, you know, that connection <laughs> to other resources is important. We don't want to be the food pantry. We don't want to be the clothing ministry. Those things exist in the county. They do a tremendous job. And so we don't want to duplicate services that are already available. Sure. We don't do a lot of vaccinations because the health department will do them. So why duplicate that service? Absolutely. But you'll get them to the right place if they have a special need. We will do our best. Well, you mentioned a little bit earlier that there are volunteer opportunities for doctors and nurses and people in the healthcare field who want to help you. Now, what about if you're not, uh, maybe you're someone like myself, you want to help, but you're not a nurse. I'm I'm not a doctor. Are there other volunteer opportunities that you can bring in people from the community who really want to get behind what you're doing? Absolutely. We have more non-licensed volunteers than we do licensed healthcare professionals. And certainly everything revolves around the healthcare professionals. It's licensed professionals that are seeing the patients. But I tell people we have the same needs as any other business except for billing and collections. So uh, (laughs) we don't do that. Sure. Uh, uh, You know, we're not doing insurance paperwork. But other than that, sure, it's IT, it's cleaning the building, it's it's, uh, anything you could think of that a business would need. Um, Back office, administration. I mean, we have people that come in and... Believe it or not, they like to shred paper. (laughs) (laughs) That's just fun for some people, isn't it? it? Well, that's great. Hey, we need that service, right? When you're in a business, you need people to to help out with those tasks around the office. Now, I understand you bring in some student volunteers. Tell us a little bit about their responsibilities at Hope Healthcare. Absolutely. Of course, we have uh, medical school, dental school right here close in Indianapolis. But uh, we've had everything from high school students to college students. Some are working on projects. Maybe they're um, at an IUPUI uh, situation with, with health care in some way, but not in direct patient care. Um, we certainly have had nursing students, um, nurse practitioner students. We have a great story with one of our dentists whose son is in dental school. And he can practice, but only under another dentist. So they come as father and son and work alongside one another. Isn't so, that a nice opportunity? Yes. That's great that you can let them do that together. Absolutely. More good news. That is very good news. Well, for volunteer opportunities, or if you're someone in the community that you feel like you could be benefited by Hope Healthcare Services, or you would like to refer someone who could really use their services, um, feel free to reach out to Hope. And John, let us know some, what's your contact information? First of all, where's your office located? Uh, great question. We're at 107 Park Place Boulevard in Avon. Um, what's that nearing so people can kind of figure out oh that's by no that's a great question we're i think the second road east of 267 off of 36 okay very Um, good the avon administration building um, is on the south side of the road and park place boulevard tees into that to highway 36 going north only okay we're maybe 100 yards off of highway 36 and do you have a phone number and a website you can share for our listeners absolutely phone number is 317-272- 0708. And once again, we commit to answer that phone live Monday through Thursday, 1 to 5. Um, 
should you leave a message, our commitment also is to call you back within 24 hours the next business day. That yes. sounds like a concept, right? Yes, <laughs> you don't get that everywhere. So please leave a message. Don't yes. assume that we're uh, ignoring you. A good, good thing to tell folks. That's a good point. And your website? Website is myhopehealth.org. All right. And is there a Facebook page established for Hope Healthcare that if people want just more information right now, they want to know um, maybe a little bit more about what we just talked about, where can they find that? No, that's a, I appreciate that. Um, if they just search on Facebook for Hope Healthcare Services, we'll come up, like our page. And there you have it. There you go. All right. Thank you so much, John. We appreciate the great work you're doing here in Hendricks County. And thanks for your time here today on Central Indiana Today. Great. Thank you very much. We'll take a quick break on Central Indiana today, and I'll be back on the air in just a few moments with my interview with Jennifer Davies from the Avon Outdoor Learning Center. Stay tuned. This is Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth Mentoring serves the children of Hendricks County. Impact Youth provides academic and social development in our mentees as well as leadership development in our mentors. If you are interested in becoming a mentor or know a child who could use a mentor, learn more by searching Impact Youth Mentoring on Facebook or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The new Plainfield UPS is now hiring part-time package handlers for three different shifts, morning, evening, and late night. A weekly retention bonus, pension, benefits, and college tuition reimbursements are available for part-time UPS employees. More information on available positions Online applications and scheduling an interview can be found at www.upsjobs.com. Welcome back to Central Indiana Today. Nicole Kendall here, and as promised, I'm talking with Jennifer Davies today about the Avon Outdoor Learning Center. I'm a big promoter of getting kids outside and keeping them active, and uh, Jennifer is the expert at that. Welcome, Jennifer. <laughs> Good morning. Thank Hello. you so much for being here. Good morning, afternoon, afternoon evening, whatever. Yeah, whatever. It all works, right? We're just glad you're here, Jennifer. Thank you for coming in and talk to us about the great things you're doing at the Avon Outdoor Learning Center. Now, now, this location has been around for quite a while. Let's let's talk about first, uh, when did this get started? The Outdoor Learning Center came into being during the 1980s. It's located behind Maple Elementary in the Avon Schools, just south of Highway 36. And it came into being, there was a space back there that couldn't be turned into ball fields because there's a creek that runs through it. And uh, there was a principal at the time in Avon Schools who felt it would be great to put some trails in. And do, like you said, it's important to get kids outside, uh, another proponent of that. So uh, they started putting trails in and adding elements. At this point, the site is seven acres. We have about two miles of walking trails. In 1999, one of the local families in Avon donated an old family cabin as they were selling some of their property for subdivisions up near the library, actually, off of 267. So we have a period 1840s cabin on the property that was picked up and moved in the winter of 1999. It's a cool place. I've actually yeah. been there with my own daughter to see it. It's very it's, cool. It's very Little House on the Prairie. Because it is. We actually planted a prairie around it, and it backs into the woods. So we've got prairie habitat. We have a forested wetland habitat. We have wetland habitat. And uh, it's just a cool place to be a kid and um, come hang out. It is a cool place to be a kid and an adult. I can say as a chaperone <laughs> on a field trip there, it is a cool place to, to let your kids go and really explore. Now, 
How did you get involved in the Avon Outdoor Learning Center? I've been involved in environmental education 23 years. Uh, first started teaching when I was in St. Louis, and it was all informal, get, getting kids sort of excited about the natural world. My, my first experiences were in the St. Louis public schools, and I'm from small-town New England, so that was a huge eye-opener. These kids were growing up very differently than how I grew up. They were in the concrete jungle. For them, the sound of uh, gunfire was a, a common thing, and, and I would freak out every time I would hear it. Right. On the flip side, I would be able to take these city kids out into the wild, under quotes, um, to the Shaw Arboretum outside of St. Louis, and I literally would have teachers who would not get off the bus because they were so freaked out about the wildlife coming together. That's a shame, so, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. I thought, you know, I think your neighborhood's more intimidating than my neighborhood, but... Um, <laughs> it's not dangerous in the know. woods like people would think, right? Really no, is, yeah. Yeah. no reason to be afraid of that. <laughs> there are no bears right. in Indiana anymore. No. I always tell kids that. Um, so, yeah, those were some of my original experiences, and, and I just, um, the more I see, the more I'm around kids these days, they don't have the same experiences growing up that we did. Absolutely. And that is the key reason I wanted to talk with you today, because we don't hear that kids are outside as much as they used to be back in the day, right? We were outside from morning till night, you know, as a child. So every parent had some way to call their kids home when the streetlights came on or they rang a bell or whatever. That's right. And so it's great to see that you're working hard to keep local kids outside, keep them engaged and keep them active. So tell us a little bit about what kind of programs you do with the children there. And and if it's not just Avon children, is that right? Correct. Well, tell us a little bit first about what programs do you offer for the children that do come in then we'll talk about who can come in (laughs) (laughs) so I I saw this space you know if you don't mind a little back history absolutely the learning center you know it was started and then there were teachers that used it but not to any great capacity and there was actually a mom whose girls went through the Avon schools her name is Carol Ford she's still active at the outdoor learning center she's also the volunteer president for indie honor flight right now another program that's near and dear to our hearts but carol um was so intrigued with this idea and so dedicated to getting kids outside she actually went and got her bus driver's license you know why why would you right but she felt strongly enough about getting kids outside so she would literally go to the schools pick them up in a, in a yellow school bus take them to the learning center, have their experiences, and then take them back again. So I came along um, about 12 years ago. My husband moved us to Indiana for his work, and I originally was looking for a school district for my son. He was going to be a kindergartner. And I figured I would end up at Connor Prairie or the zoo. That was more my wheelhouse at the time. And in looking at school districts, Avon hit all the high marks in terms of class sizes and test scores and, you know, the kind of things a parent looks for. Sure. But then I found this tab that said Outdoor Learning Center. And I said, hold on a second. Public schools don't What's have this? things like this. Yes. What is this? And that's how uh, Mrs. Ford and I got connected. And, and Carol said, I have been praying someone like you would show up. I don't know how to help the teachers use the space. I can tell them that it's cool and that they should use it, but I don't know how to literally take their hand and show them. So, you know, all of our programming is standards and curriculum based because as administrators and as teachers, they have mandates that they need to be hitting with their students. Those those hands-on learning experiences, though, are invaluable, right? That's just, there they is, go hand in hand with what they're learning in the classroom, sure, right? There is more and more, thankfully, more and more data to suggest that, um, you know, kids that are growing up in front of computer screens are just not healthy. It's not good for their minds. It's not good for them um, emotionally, physically. And um, yeah, so we've been, you know, trying to demonstrate and show 
just how positive it can be for kids to be outside and to take what it is you have to cover in the classroom, but make that learning come alive, make it that much deeper and, and hopefully spark even more questions and more curiosity. I mean, kids are naturally curious. So if you take them out into the woods and say, hey, we're learning about how soil is created, go roll that log over and see who's working to turn that old dead tree back into soil. Right. And then we can go to the garden and we can say, here's how we utilize soil. And hey, what food is healthy for you to eat that we grow in the soil? So making those connections and you know, the more you learn, the more you know everything is connected and, and you get more curious about what those connections really are. So that's the core of who we are and what we're doing. I think that's wonderful. And I know that sometimes when the students come out, you have certain events planned, like this week, for instance, you have Pioneer Day going on. Tell us a little bit about those special days. Sure, so fourth grade is one of the, the areas they study is Indiana history around uh, colonization and the, the pioneer movement. So we've put together, we, we like to call ourselves sort of Connor Prairie Light, although we aren't. We're just as in-depth and even more fun because it's more hands-on. So I've got an amazing uh, crew of dedicated parents who come out and help us get every fourth grader in Avon, which is about 700 kids this year, out over 10 days. And um, we put them to work. Kids had a lot of chores back in the 1840s. So we make them carry water. We make what them happened to that? What ha- <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no, no, My kidding. own teenager would argue that he has plenty of chores. They but. have. Oh, we work them. We overwork them these days, don't we? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Wink, wink. Sure. Uh-huh. We teach them how to sew. Um, That's, you know, which is, yeah. I, I hear from parents who are like, hey, my kid came home and sewed all the ears back on the stuffed Isn't animals that, great? that we're losing. That's so great. Pieces. Yeah. Uh, they make a candle. And we talk about electricity. You know, it's a great opportunity to talk about where we get our electricity from in 2017 and um, some of the challenges and benefits of where we are now versus where we used to be. They are in the garden. We talk about popcorn. We are one of the highest popcorn production states in the world. Thank you, Mr. Orville Redbacher, <laughs> Purdue grad. Yeah. Um, so we learn about, um, you know, what it takes to grow popcorn. And then, of course, it's way more fun if you can actually watch it get popped and eat it. Well, and, sure. And we're to the point now in our, our garden, we have a 7,000 square foot demonstration garden, too. So we're at the point where we're actually growing our own popcorn. That's so cool. Yeah. How fun is that? Well, it sounds like you have a lot of fun things going on at the Avon Outdoor Learning Center. And as I mentioned a few moments ago, it's not just for the Avon children. Sometimes you have some homeschool groups and other organizations that want to come out and take part in the Outdoor Learning Center. Tell us a little bit about how they can um, get involved if they're interested in having some kind of event like a Pioneer Day with you at the Learning Center. Absolutely. Uh, Hendricks County has a really strong scouting group or sure. groups, I should say. There's mm-hmm. even Navigators, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts. Um, we love them all. And we can certainly tailor programs to badge programs. Um, we also have hosted many Eagle Scout and Girl Scout silver and gold projects as well. We've got all sorts of fun bells and whistles, including some of the latest. We're working on a natural play area for some of the younger students. But we, um, in the last year, our greenhouse got put back together by an Eagle Scout. We had a wood-fired pizza oven built in the garden by an Eagle Scout. We've had Girl Scouts uh, help us with getting things prepped and ready, like our Pioneer Day program. They help with some of the pre-sewing that we need when each of these 700 kids is getting a little bag to sew to take home. So, um, yeah, Scouts, homeschooling, we... You know, certainly look us up on our website and the Avon schools. You can Google Avon Outdoor Learning Center. We are on social media. I found that's a great 
mechanism for people to keep track of what we're up to and what we're doing. So we're on Facebook. Uh, the high schoolers told me that Facebook's for old people, so we also have Twitter. Hey, we're uh, offended by that, aren't we? <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I recognize that, yes, maybe. Technology <laughs> I, I changes. Like pictures of puppies and kids. I it's do, good. too. It always makes my day, too. And always a positive always thing. It condense everything into, you know, the Twitter-sized um, format. So, And we're also on Instagram, too. So Avon Outdoor Learning Center or Avon OLC, you can find what we're doing and contact me through there. That sounds like a plan. Now, one last question here. I know there are people who are listening tonight and they're thinking, that sounds like a lot of fun. I know I'm sitting here thinking that as well, but how can people in the community get involved as far as maybe volunteering at the Avon Outdoor Learning Center? Are there opportunities for that? Absolutely. And across the board, not everybody likes working with children. It can be intimidating. So we're always looking for for extra hands to help us, even with things like trail maintenance. You know, if someone needs some community hours or just wants to get out and be active, um, trail trimming, we lost a lot of ash trees from the emerald ash borer in the last few years dealing with that. Um, weeding the garden. Gardens take a lot of work. We do actually offer, uh, right now during school, we have a garden club, which is third and fourth graders from a couple of the nearby elementaries that take care of the garden. I have 110 kids in my garden club. So if you'd like to come help with them, that'd be great too. But in the summer, you know, what do schools do with a garden in the middle of the summer? We do have a shortened summer being on the balanced calendar. However, things still need to be watered and weeded and there's a lot of produce in warm weather. So my answer to that is a summer garden club. And Monday evenings, we gather in the garden. We usually fire up the solar oven or the pizza oven or a grill, whatever's going on. And we'll eat dinner and get chores done at the same time. But I encourage families to come. Um, we also do offer a couple of events throughout the year in April, and actually uh, it'll be the 27th and 28th in 2018. We'll be having our 16th or 17th native plant sale. So we really encourage, we love bees, we love monarch butterflies, we raise those every year. We have a, a honey beehive on the property too. So encouraging pollinators um, and the food that they need, also drought-resistant plants when we get into these dry periods. So. That's in April. In the fall, we have a mum sale, which benefits the Outdoor Learning Center. And that just wrapped up, right, for this year. Yeah, right. another really successful, uh, raised almost $6,000 this year. That's fantastic. Us. Yeah. Very good. And then, um, you know, if you if you would rather do things at home, we certainly have projects that can be taken care of. Just prepping for the 10,000 kids that we serve, uh, there's a lot of prep work that goes into that. So if someone wants to help, you will certainly find a job for them to do at the Avon Outdoor Learning Center. Thanks so much, Jennifer, for sharing your experience with the Learning Center and really sharing this center with the whole community. We appreciate what you do here in the Avon and Hendricks County area. And thank you for being here today on Central Indiana Today. I really appreciate it. This has been Central Indiana Today, presented by the Kevin Kersey Agency on WYRZ. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg.